the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Together for Good. This show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio as a part of our mission to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by encouraging and funding health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. Through Together for Good, we connect our audience to the great work of area nonprofits and churches. When you think about vitally important health care, your mind doesn't immediately go to teeth. However, oral health is a key part of your overall health, both affecting and being affected by certain medical conditions. It's also incredibly important to a person's confidence and mental health to the extent that it can affect career decisions and lifestyle choices. Well, unfortunately, dental health care is also very expensive, and while dental insurance often doesn't cost much, it's still inaccessible to a lot of patients in our area. Dental problems can progress very quickly, and delaying care can result in even more expensive treatments. Well, here today to tell us more about this issue is a good friend, Gloria Canseco. She is the CEO of the San Antonio Christian Dental Clinic. Gloria holds an undergraduate degree from Mary Baldwin College and a master's from Texas A&M International. Uh, Gloria is married to a former United States congressman, uh, Kiko Kenseco, and is known for her sharp mind, keen wit, and big heart. She and Kiko have three adult children and three granddaughters who they indulge at every opportunity. <laughs> Good for you. Good Thank for you. you. Gloria, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for Thank taking you. time to come sit and visit with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. Awesome. Awesome. Well, does our community have significant gaps in dental care coverage, Gloria? What, what, what factors are contributing to those gaps? You know, you would think that uh, a community as large as San Antonio might not, but every community has severe gaps in dental care, mostly related to access. Mm-hmm. The two things preventing folks from getting the care that they need are cost and transportation. Because for folks who can't pay for their care, it's hard to get to. They can lose a day of work or they can lose, they need to figure out how to get to childcare. They may not own a car. And so yes, there's a huge need, especially since a lot of insurance programs, Medicare and Medicaid don't cover all the dental care that folks need to stay healthy. That's right. And I imagine many of the people that you see have waited uh, far too long to get a dental checkup. Is that fair to say? Sure. Um, People with chronic poverty, um, people who are experiencing dental anxieties, what we see at um, our clinic are low-income adults and homeless adults. Many haven't seen a birthday cake, much less a dentist. Yep. 
Mm. Are there specific demographics more or less at risk of dental issues, and why or why not? You know, um, what we're able to tell is that a disproportionate number of ethnic minorities and people living in poverty. The poverty is something easily understood. They're having to make folks with uh, low income are having to make some really tough choices between basic needs and what they perceive as uh Luxuries, And I can see where your teeth, other than toothbrushing, might seem like a luxury, but they are intimately connected with health. They're also intimately connected with social interactions and uh, a sense of self-worth. And so at the same time, limited resources means tough choices. That's right. That's right. What are areas of life that you know, dental issues uh, affect? I mean, how, how can dental health improve someone's life? Well, there's always appearance. Um, people judge others by their first glimpse of them. And most of the time, the judgment, it's inconsequential. Um, but often, you know, that is your first impression of a person. So I think about first social interactions, interacting with your loved ones. We've had uh, mothers who have separated from their children for one reason or another, who, when they get back, they want their children to see that full, beautiful, motherly smile. That's way beyond the smile these days. It's about health. So it can interact with social interactions. The confidence to look you in the eye and speak um, intellectually. So let's say a job interview, your sense of self-worth, all of that works. And if your sense of self-worth is declining because of your appearance of your lack of confidence, well, then that can begin to affect your mental health. Physically, anything that's unattended, think about where your mouth is. It can go up to the brain or down to the heart. And I'm talking about bacteria and infection and pain for that matter. Mm. We find that most of our patients come to us first when it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, someone's appearance, I mean, we judge a book by its cover. And, uh, you know, especially for a job or anything like that, you know, somebody's comparing apples to apples here. Like, well, this person looked nicer. <laughs> you know, right. maybe they had equal skills, you know, but, but they judged them. Maybe on, they're at a reception desk and one mm-hmm. doesn't have a tooth and the other one does That's right. all else being equal who are you going to choose That's right And then how does that validate or or invalidate the person applying and mm. it's discouraging That's right So uh, San Antonio Christian Dental Clinic is located down at Haven for Hope Correct. which many of our our listeners may know that Haven for Hope is a wonderful campus of services uh, in fact we've had several uh, well at least one I think uh, on here on our program I care San Antonio right. has, has been a part of uh, our program uh, so y'all are located down there so tell me more about uh, what you do down at Haven well the cool thing about being located first of all is that we're by a bus station uh, the other cool thing is that we partner with the other health agencies there so the executive director of I care and I always giggle a little because one of our questions is do you have glasses or need some new ones? And I'm sure our patients must think, what? (laughs) What does that have to do with teeth? But we refer to each other, just as we refer to to Centromed. Mm -hmm. So for instance, we take diabetes tests. We measure it precisely to make sure that our patients are all integrated with the services that are offered on campus. Um, What we do specifically is focus on preventive, primary, and restorative care. 
we use a model that combines three kinds of providers, paid staff and dentists and a paid hygienist, part-time but paid, uh, a group of dental students from UT Health who are already seniors or residents, which means they're already dentists who are practicing, a complement of them doing work, and volunteer dentists and hygienists, which is our strongest need. Um, And they just come for the good of their patients and to give back to the community. We focus on the initial phases of care, but we sometimes are able to offer specialty care as well. And if not, we have a nice referral network for that. Mm -hmm. Now, all of your patients aren't homeless. Oh, no. Okay. It's homeless and low income from anywhere in Bear County. I would say about, on average, about 60% of our patients come from our zip code, 78207. Mm. Well, because it's easy to get to. But they come from all over the Metroplex. We can't answer the phones. There's such a huge need in San Antonio. Yeah, absolutely. So glad y'all do that. Who, Who is eligible to receive uh, services from the clinic? And is there a fee, I guess, for those services? There is no fee. All services are uh, at no cost to patients. Hmm. And we're supported by private dollars uniquely, um, local funders, local individuals, and churches. What that means for the patient is they don't have to jump through a bunch of government hurdles. So what we require is that a person be age 18, residing in Bear County, um, with no insurance, and with household income aligned with federal poverty thresholds, but it's at 150%. What's very cool about what we do, because we don't have the involvement of the government, is that we can make judgment calls. Mm. So if we have someone who's a little bit over the, let's say, income Um, but it's facing chemotherapy, and it's just about to have a whole boatload of medical expenses, we can make judgment calls where that's concerned. Um, We can rush along someone, you know, whose needs are more urgent or who's just about to get a job or something like that. And that's what I really love about what we do. Uh, I think it's where medicine and where healthcare wants to be in their heart but can't always be because of, you know, regulatory environment. That's right. Now, San Antonio Christian Dental Clinic was formed thanks to a few churches mm-hmm. in town. So y'all have kind of a, a church history background. Do. Tell me about that. So we were formed in 1979. It was a ministry, a First Presbyterian Church, and it was primarily a medical and a dental uh, outreach. And eventually dentals, the de- needs of the dental proves themselves to be the, the highest need. Um, so we began with them, but they didn't have enough space for us because it was more of an outreach than a place. And so they turned to their friends at First Baptist Church downtown also to look for a space. And we were, you know, in premier property right by the Tobin Center and near the municipal auditorium for a long time. Uh, that space with First Baptist's help helped us to grow to about eight chairs. And in 2009, uh, some of the founders um, and organizers approached us about being the dental care provider on the Haven. So we've been there since just before it opened formally. Mm, wow. Well, since you've come from a, a faith background, how does the faith-based mission of the clinic influence the work that you do? You know, what I like to say most is that we are extending Christ's healing mission. Um, what I like to say for those who are not of our faith, is that the loving nature of Christianity dictates that we take care of everyone. No questions asked. We don't evangelize, 
but Christ's presence is there. If someone wants us to pray for them, we will. And it's that value is at the heart of everything that we do, but all are welcome, and that's the loving nature of Christianity. That's, that's tremendous. If you're just joining us, uh, this is Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. I'm your host, Cody Knowlton, and today I'm talking with the wonderful Gloria Canseco, who is the CEO of San Antonio Christian Dental Clinic. Gloria has been sharing important information about dental health concerns and treatment and how San Antonio Christian Dental Clinic is reaching patients who need this crucial care. Um, so you touched on this a little bit, Gloria. Who, who are your care providers? We have three different groups. Uh, one is volunteer clinicians th- throughout the city, even a few from out of the city. Volunteer dentists and hygienists, some will come once a month, some will come every week, some will come for a special event. We have a whole retinue from UT Health School of Dentistry, and it's a wonderful collaboration because we're teaching them how to accommodate a special needs constituency, patients who have experienced chronic poverty or homelessness or any other kind of things that that goes along with that. And so we're helping accommodate our patients that way. And then we have paid staff. The staff are mostly chair-side assistants that dentists and hygienists need to get their work done. But we also have a part-time dentist and a full-time hygienist who serves as dental director as well. So it's kind of a nice balance, that model. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, there's so many other organizations on the Haven campus. How do you coordinate with all of them? I mean, it's kind of like a... uh, like a big mall <laughs> with a lot of uh, stores, a lot of retailers, and everybody's got their own mission and their own boards and their own funding models and fundraising needs, et cetera, et cetera. So how do, you, how do all of y'all coordinate? Well, Haven is the central, right? Mm-hmm. right? So, so at the mall, Haven is the food court <laughs> and the shelter court, if you will. Um, so everyone on the Haven campus is engaging with different partners. Um, with the health partners in particular, we refer each other. Um, if they notice someone who's looking for a dentist, then they'll send them to us and we'll send them to the eye care clinic and the medical clinic. Um, in addition to that, case managers at Haven work with us um, very, very closely. And so we're able to communicate with the clients, Haven clients, through them, through the case managers. But the other thing that we do is that many of the folks that we hire and who are working for us now in the dental field all the way up to the supervisor level are former Haven patients. So we have a small workforce development program designed to identify folks with skills. Mm. We end up employing them, and, and they begin to be our highest or let's say our most effective connection to Haven clients. And we also get to know them after a few years. Haven clients can come while they're at Haven and for one year afterward because they're reestablishing themselves in society. And we don't want them to come up with something unexpected that intrudes on their work or reestablishing their lives. So we see them for another year, no questions asked. After that, many who continue to struggle become our patients and they just requalify every year. Just We just make sure they meet those four criteria um, and that we become their dental home. Mm. Gloria, are there any special things or considerations that need to be taken into account when working with, you know, homeless uh, folks versus just, I guess, other folks? Absolutely. Think of how many people who go through all kinds of public health systems who are regarded or treated as numbers. Mm. We know their names. 
We know their lives. We know their circumstances. Um, we do things that a typical dental clinic wouldn't have, like give out shoes or sandwiches or blankets, uh, diapers. I've seen all kinds of things come through the clinic. Um, it's That's just not what we write on funding applications. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's there are those special needs. The other special needs they have, and just you and I, uh, and the general population with a you know, as much as a high school education, we know we need to do this, and we know basically that it's good for nuts, even if we don't know why. We know we need to brush our teeth, mm. and we ought to floss. But folks with this kind of trauma don't always know that, or if they do, it's they're blinded by what they've gone through in their lives that is so much more frightening. So the level of anxiety of visiting a dental clinic might be much higher. The intimacy of getting close to somebody's mouth, um, particularly victims of violence. We know that often violent offenders go for the head or the face first. Mm. And so how do you treat folks like that who've already been hurt? Yeah. Um, but our clinic is filled with joy. Mm. There are special techniques that our dentists have learned or have taught us about how to approach someone who's nervous. Mm-hmm. I myself have a lot of dental anxiety, so uh, I'm kind of lucky to <laughs> be able to be exposed to that, too. But if we have it, imagine someone who's suffered the way folks we treat. Yeah, I mean, maybe their their dental problem is number 15. On the list. <laughs> On the list. Absolutely. You know, and goodness, trying to get down to that is And is we've really had tough. people say, why don't your different partners make them go to you as part of their regimen? Well, because the other 15 things mm. are so much more profound than this. Patients will come when it hurts. That's right. And and what we do is when we get those patients in the chairs, then we'll ask them about, you know, we fixed what was bothering you or what was hurting. We we noticed this little thing. It could go bad, too. Do you want to fix it now? It's always about asking the patient, what do you want? Mm. Because ultimately it's their decision. And that all by itself is empowering. That's right. Can you share a success story? So many. (laughs) Just one. I can think of one uh, in particular, a a young woman that we're, well, we're not helping now. She's on our board now. But she started as a Haven patient. She uh, is very open about her story. She says she was a gang member. She was an addict. I don't remember to what, but she was an addict to something that isn't good. And she lived a tough life. Hmm. And she became a Haven patient. And then she came to us to address, I think, a painful issue. And over time, there was so much work that she wanted to have. She didn't want what she wanted it, but she needed it to have done. But eventually it became a point of pride for her Mm. all the way through to orthodontics. Now, we don't offer orthodontics, but she said, do you know anybody? I said, a former board president. He gave them to her. She now says, I look in the mirror and I smile and I'm not really sure that's me. I see beautiful cheekbones. She's holding a job. I think she's holding two jobs. She's a heck of a communicator just wonderful and she's sitting on our board and she's not there as a result of where she was or to make a funder happy or because of her race or her background she's there because she's contributing because she believes in our mission and she brings the patient perspective Mm -hmm. that's just one Mm -hmm. i could sit here for day you get someone to cancel call me up Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) we'll make a note of that wow wow that's great uh, th- I mean, the stories are what do it. I mean, you know, Agreed. we talk all day long about what we do, but boy, when when you have a specific story uh, that's showing impact, that's that's what makes it happen. It makes a big difference. Yeah. 
Gloria, uh, talking about COVID and the shutdown, you know, did that cause any additional problems, you know, for your patients that you've been able to kind of see? Yes, sure it did. Um, But God watches over this clinic like nothing I've ever seen. We began to pay attention when everyone else did. We designed a plan. We had time to design a plan, and it was based on spread, on community spread and maybe spread to the Haven campus. The day we finished it, the dean of research at UT Health happened to be supervising some students that day, and so we passed it to him and said, is there anything we missed? He reminded us that dentists in particular always need to be prepared for covid because of what they're doing and the spray of particles in the air and, and working so closely to the mouth. Uh, he changed one thing on that plan. The next day it spread to you. The next day, it was the day it spread to the Haven campus. Mm-hmm. We only closed for four weeks. We had everybody back. Our patients were definitely hesitant. But they have faced so much in their lives anyway. But honestly, once it hurt, it was not such a big deal. We were extra cautious and we didn't have any problems. We didn't have to close um, like so many other agencies did because we were ready. And I do regard that as divine. Yeah. Well, like great leadership on your part and your board to Thank to be courageous because I think, you know, it would have been easy to say, well, what is everybody else doing? Nobody else is, you know, open. We're going to That's we're gonna just close. not who yeah. we are. Could um, – Could you speak a little bit to the social stigma of tooth decay? Are there misconceptions that contribute to that perception? Um, I think the social stigma comes more with the expectations of a free clinic, that a free clinic will mean mediocre care Hmm. or low quality or maybe even distance Um, for the patient. The idea that the person has something going on in their mouth, whether that be something as simple as bad breath or crooked teeth or an unattractive smile, even a missing tooth, is that that patient lacks the dignity to fix it. It's not an issue of dignity. It's an issue of cost or pain or something else um, or lack of hygiene. And then that has implications as to how the person behaves or conducts himself or herself overall. And that's not at all the case. And and then the other thing is that there are medications and chronic illnesses that can affect your teeth. And Mm -hmm. so what do you do? I don't think Hollywood's helping by by all those beautiful, bright, white teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they don't look natural because they aren't. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah. Yeah. Well said. What um, kind of community support uh, is needed? You know, at your clinic, volunteers, donations, all that. You're a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit, yeah. and so there's funding is always necessary. That goes without being said. But our strongest need is volunteer dentists, volunteer hygienists, even volunteer assistants. And we have several ways to do that. Folks can volunteer once a month, once a week, once a year. Folks can say, I can't come to your office because I've got a $100,000 student loan, but I'll take one of your patients Mm. in my office, and we will take the responsibility for getting the patient to the office. There are lots of options. One of the most creative is when a dentist will come at giving season and say, I'm going to spend the morning with my whole team, and we're going to give back today Mm. and today only and that makes a difference another is a specialty provider like an endodontist i'm thinking of one in particular 
who wants his stuff in his office, and he doesn't want to drive all the way from La Cantera Mall mm-hmm. to a Haven and back, the traffic. Mm-hmm. And so we'll send him a patient, and he'll start that patient from start to finish. And then when that's over, he takes the next one. Yeah. Now, how can somebody get a hold of you? I mean, website? Yes. Uh, you know, um, there is such a need that we can't always answer our phones. So the best thing is to email okay. uh, info at sachristiandental.org. Um, our website, which is www.sachristiandental.org, has plenty of information. And um, you can also send us a message on our Facebook page. Okay. I think we have a LinkedIn page, too, but I don't think everyone uses that. And we don't tweet. But Facebook is a mm-hmm. great way to send a message and say, I need help. Okay. And we'll tell you exactly where we are. And, Cody, we are experiencing a volunteer dentist shortage now. Mm. Now would be a great time for okay. folks to help. Listeners, you've heard this. Get the word out. They are needing dentists, yes. volunteer dentists. Volunteer so dentists. If every dentist in San Antonio volunteered one morning a month, mm. we couldn't accommodate them. There are that many clinicians out there. Wow. Wow. Well, Gloria, thank you uh, for your time today. Uh, I would love for this to keep going, but uh, we are at the end of our program. So thank you uh, for all you do. And, uh, it, you know, it is tough to hear how underserved some area populations are as far as their dental health is concerned. And so we're so excited to hear about all that uh, – San Antonio Christian Dental Clinic is doing to uh, to help. So, uh, thank you for for all you do. And let me let me close this in a word of prayer. Thank and, you, Cody. Uh, that we're would so be grateful great. for you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you uh, for loving us and showing us mercy and grace. And uh, we're just so grateful for Gloria, uh, for the San Antonio Christian Dental Clinic, and for all they do. Just continue to lift them up, Lord, and bless them in their in their work and uh, and all that they do. And so we just. Uh, say thank you for the impact they're having on our community. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening today, everybody. We hope, as always, that you're encouraged by uh, the work being done in our community to improve the lives of our neighbors. As always, you can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio's website, and that's bhfsa.org forward slash together for good. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of the nonprofits in our area. God bless and take care. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.